Podcast. My name is Nelson, and with me tonight is my friend Schnell. How you doing? Uh, mouthful of cheese curds. <laughs> that is the Wisconsin way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, reminds me of a Blind Melon song. That's Mouthful of Cavities. A little different, but great, great song, great band. Uh, so far, all of mine are filled, so I, I don't know if they're... <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, I, I haven't been to the dentist in a while, so I'm going to knock on wood and say mine, too. <laughs> knock on your wooden teeth there. <laughs> exactly. It's what President Washington would have wanted. Yes. Uh, so, Magic, we're here. TJ's gone again uh, this week. So, I've got one thing that I want to cover, uh, f- you know, in his honor when, when we get that far, when we talk about some of the uh, the booster formats, the limited Is it formats. A mystery? Uh, no, it's not. But we're oh. going to talk about that now because I want to know what you've been up to uh, since last week. Uh, I have been selling out of mystery boosters. <laughs> It's it's crazy, man. They are just go, they're, they're gone from everywhere. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's nuts. I got about as many as I get for a typical like release event of a set. Oh, really? And yeah, I I got a couple of <laughs> a couple wow. of cases worth, and we ran a couple of drafts, and we just sold the hell out of this set. Like it is, it is all gone except for one box. Which is on hold for a customer who begged me, hey, I don't get paid till Thursday. And I went, today's Thursday. And he goes, no, 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 next Thursday. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Oh, That's awfully me. nice of you. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd much rather have, again, right. happier happier right. customers than upset regulars when like people will just show up and go, hey, uh, do you sell one of those boxes? How much are you selling for? What? I'll take three. <laughs> well, and it sounds like you were able to uh you know hang on to him while still having plenty of product to have fun with it over the weekend oh yeah you know with anyone who want to come and, and fire off drafts and stuff mm-hmm. so uh i saw on your store's facebook page teach one uh the draft the other day huh uh teach one one of the drafts we we launched a couple of uh, oh you were able to fire a few yeah we, awesome. we fired off a couple which was great um the day it came out we got one done uh before fnm played around with the set a little bit um beyond that during like fnm events and then saturday fired two two events and then was out of product like it lasted a day That's and a half insane. which it's stupid there's so much cool stuff in this set and right now if you can find the packs it is a blast to try. and if i'm not mistaken this is not a limited run right like they're going to do a second printing okay that's from what thing. i understand that is the thing that needs to be addressed because I had, like, three or four customers go, yeah, uh, when you get more, let me know because I want to buy some. I'm like, well, no, I, I'm i pretty sure when what's here is gone, it's gone. And they're like, well, no, somebody said, or like, this, like, this place or that place posted, like, it's unlimited like that. I yeah. have um, an email from my distributor clearly stating, hey, someone on YouTube said this. Uh, Wizards did not say this. Wizards told my distributors, when it's gone, it's gone. If anything changes, they'll let us know. Ah, but okay. somebody put out online that it was, you know, oh, they'll just keep printing it as long as people want it. Well, now and I'm going to have to see if I can find a second box, because I only ordered one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... It's probably that jackass from Alpha Investments who loves to lie to people just to get like more sales or try I to corner the market. I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you're a fan of Rudy, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's some real real heavy opinion I'm laying down right there, but that guy's a fucking I, moron. <laughs> I, I hate him 
for a couple of reasons. And it's usually around the time that stuff like this, where limited things are coming out, where he will like basically charge people for misinformation or he will tell people to buy something and go oh yeah by the way I'm selling it and if you have a subscription with me you are paying for the right to purchase from me or uh, I know for I, I it was a couple it was about a year ago and I think we bitched about this before uh, where he was putting out information going hey don't buy this stuff because it's not going to be limited. They're just going to keep printing it. It's not going to be worth anything. And then that son of a bitch just like bought up a ton of it because he got other people not to buy it. So now yep. he has a ton that he can sell for like twice the price. It's just right. constantly right. lying to your audience to get more money out of them is what pisses me off. I could care less if somebody's dedicated their entire life to just buying and selling and trying to sit on magic boxes there's better things you can do for long-term investments but i mean if you can make it work great do that but don't constantly be a dick and lie and charge subscription fees for your information and you're trying to artificially inflate or deflate the market to benefit yourself agreed that's that is garbage and he is flat out ex admitted on some of his videos to bribing uh, sales reps for distributors to violate wizards allocations and that pisses yeah. me off <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's, yeah the guys those, the guys those are my joke. reasons <clears throat> I, I i totally agree and i just think his content sucks but that's just me personally yeah uh so you you told me that uh you were gonna run and grab one of your draft decks from this weekend off the store counter what uh I... what kind of deck do you have <clears throat> i swallowing my cheese curds wrong <clears throat> Excuse me. I only got to play in one event. And that's okay. Like, I like playing in events. This was so friggin' limited and so friggin' fun that I I was completely on board with just managing to sneak in to the very, very last draft of this that we were able to get out. Uh, I ended up running... Uh, is it? It was red-white... Or red-blue. Sorry. I don't know what is it is. Uh, <laughs> red-blue. Weird stuff? Because it's hard to kind of pin down exactly what I had here. Uh, a lot of small red fast things like, uh, what is this? McKinney Slide Runner. Uh, it's a, originally out of Battle for Sendikar. 2-1 Trample for 2 with Landfall. Uh, it gets plus 1 plus 1 till the end of the turn. Nice. Uh, that thing did a ton of work. Uh, Han Weir Lancer uh, originally out of Innistrad, reprinted Innistrad, right? in yeah. yeah, reprinted in Modern Masters three, and now reprinted again. Uh, two two for three Soul Bond. As long as it's paired, both creatures have uh, first strike. Uh, my blue had stuff like Refocus, uh, one and a blue instant untap target creature draw a card. Purple Crystal Crab, uh, one one for two when it dies draw a card. Uh, Apparently just a brick of all my lands were together. Uh, energy Field. I I am so nostalgic for Ursa Saga because that was one of the first new new sets when I started getting into the game. So I grabbed that knowing full well I wouldn't be able to make it work. And then my opponent was misplaying and then I misplayed in a game <laughs> where he kept forgetting he had a, a lantern so he could mill me every turn. So he was missing it. And then I played Energy Field and I immediately forgot, oh... You can just lantern me and get rid of my energy field right away. So that was a pretty bad misplay. 
but I still won that game. I ended up taking it second out of an eight-man draft. Uh, I didn't lose until the last round, and round two, uh, my deck just clicked perfectly because in addition to having a lot of uh, small, efficient creatures and card draw, I do have, like, Temer Battle Rage, which gives uh, Double Strike or Double Strike and Trample if you have Ferocious. Frilled Death Spitter, the dinosaur that deals two damage when it takes damage. Uh, I managed to get a Perforos. Got oh, a nice. Forge. Yeah, so I was getting some ETB triggers. Uh, the MVP of this deck, where is it you are hiding from me? Uh, Viashino or Viashino, Sandstalker. Uh, 4-2 creature for 2 red Nicolas. Uh, he is unaffected by summoning sickness, so he's got haste. And at the end of any turn, re return Vyashnu Sandstalker to the owner's hand. So he bounces into, or he jumps into play, swings right away. If I have Perforos out, he helps, per or he has Perforos deal 2 damage. He swings for 4 with haste and then pops back to my hand so that every turn I can get those ETB triggers off the Perforos. Yeah, that's huge. That that worked a couple of times. Uh, corrupted consciousness or uh, corrupted conscience is the MVP of this deck overall. Out of mirrored and besieged enchantment aura for two earth for three and two blue, you control enchanted creature. Enchanted creature has infect. <laughs> My opponent in game two uh, went all in on an eater of days. She cast it as absolutely early as she could in the game, and Eater of Days is like an 8-something flyer. <clears throat> could be bigger than that, I don't remember. Either way, the most important thing is it's an absurdly big flyer that you have to sacrifice your next two turns. You you just skip them. Yeah, so that's I had So I had three turns in a row to just like, okay, I'm going to try and hit through, I'm going to try and hit through. And then on the last turn that I had before she could play again and just murder me in the air with this thing, I corrupted Conscious it and took it and gave it Infect and killed her in one shot. Nice. Uh, game two against her, I corrupted Conscious, uh, corrupted her Fallen Angel, the one that, uh, the black creature you can sacrifice to make, uh, give her, uh, plus two, plus one. And she has flying. Yep. So I took it with, uh, with the corrupt, I then ate my entire board. After okay, I swung. She declared a blocker. It was like a something one, or one toughness creature. Uh, I then ate my entire board and Timmer battle raged so that it was a fourteen power trample double strike. It was. I felt really really bad, but at the same time, hitting somebody for fourteen infect in a sealed pool that doesn't have any infect creatures. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty huge. <laughs> it was, it was just so much fun to play. Game three or round three, I lost because both games, uh, my opponent had, I forget the name of the card. It's two black and axe. Target player discards X cards. It's like oh, mind yeah. something. Yeah, uh, is that siphon mind? No, siphon mind hits no, everybody. No, it was a it was reprinted Modern Masters three, and okay. I think it was originally like mirror uh, uh, morning tide ish area regardless uh he did the exact same thing to me thing to me game one and game two where he goes how many cards are in your hand uh three right now <laughs> that's uh, my favorite no, question you have no cards in your hand i'm like god damn because i lost perforos and i lost uh by Vyashnu, and then i was just drawing land like the like for the next three turns after that and lost that's brutal 
yeah, game two was uh, he hit me for four, and because he had some uh, he had a, a Golgari deck, and he had um, some uh, like Lanowar undead or something. I forget what it was. It was an elf he could tap for mana, and he ramped into it, and again. He got rid of all four cards in my hand, and then I drew nothing but land, and just... It was the most frustrating and fun experience I've ever had drafting. It's <laughs> its just a crazy mismatch of cards, and I got so many cool things. Out of my box, I did get the Mana, uh, the mana Crypt, so nice. I was excited about that. And not to flex, I technically didn't need it, because this is now like my fourth or fifth Mana Crypt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that guy... But again, I've been playing the game for like twenty years, and yeah, you're draft. bound to. Collect. I've been yeah, I've been I've been drafting, I've been store ownering, I've been, right buying collections. Yeah, I've been I've been sitting on my dragon's horde of magic for two decades now, so I have some cool stuff. I gotta say, one of the things that bums me out it, since you brought up Fallen Angel that that's a card that uh, growing up when I first started playing. Uh, in fourth edition, that art was badass with the angel <laughs> with her her back to the to the to, to you, oh, yeah, right? And, and like you can the, see the you can see the stitches where her wings were, and there's like one feather falling. Mm-hmm. But they reprinted this card with this new shitty art that was in like <laughs> the re, the the newer core sets and like the M twenty five or uh, the Masters twenty five version. Yeah. Um, in like Millstone, they reprinted Millstone, and it's not the cool like grindstone art that it that it originally came with. It's the I mean the, the, this art I think is still cool too, where it's like the face and the rock with the the big yeah. Millstone running around it. I like that art. I hate that Fallen Angel <laughs> updated art. It sucks. Yeah, that's uh, fair. So yeah, um, were, were you talking about Mind Rot though? For two, two in a black, where you have to discard two cards, or was it X? Where it was, it was an X spell. It was an X. Okay, I was just flying through here quick, trying to find. The, yeah, the no, X spell, I. But and I my, mean, it's my not that phone is all the way. I gestured off camera, and there's no camera, so it's, <laughs> it's infinitely far away for me to look it up. It's way over yonder. <laughs> I was Dur- glad that they reprinted during Pestilence, that joke. Though. He points to the back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you said um, Pestilence? Yeah, Pestilence. That's just oh, a card yeah. I, I liked a lot back in the day. And it, it doesn't have the original art, but I do like the Urza Saga, um, where the guy's just like getting covered in, I don't know, flies or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's cool. So you guys, so Mystery Booster was a huge hit at the store over the weekend, huh? Yeah, and like nine times out of ten, uh, any release event generally goes well enough. Like, I don't make Fat Bank as a, as a local game store owner. I generally make enough to keep the store running and to now invest in like the next thing this was the first one where it was oh my god i i don't think this could have gone better uh selling out absolutely every single box that i had in the first weekend and a half and the fact that it got other it got a ton of people to go hey uh, I pulled this, that, and the other thing. Now I need these additional singles for this new deck that I'm building. There's so, so many staple I, cards in yeah. this set, and that's what makes it so fun. So yeah, it's cool that people got inspired then to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to buy these other pieces now." Well, and we've—I know we've said it, you know, time and again. EDH is definitely the most consistent paper Magic format. Yeah, and this was perfect for that. Absolutely perfect. It's really got me excited for the end of the year when Commander Legends or whatever that Commander Draft set is uh, yeah. comes out because 
if if mystery booster is any sort of like decent preview of what we're gonna get later i'm i i can't wait to see what kind of stuff they reprint i'm i'm so excited yeah and i'm i'm very interested to see how prices go especially if wizards does end up reprinting or uh, continuing to print uh mystery boosters yes because that's the other thing I know it takes time for them to print and package and ship. So if if they did, because again they they told my distributor flat out, no, once it's once it's gone, it's gone. If they change that, there could be a lot of downtime between the first shipment and the second shipment. Um, I'm interested to see what prices do because, as topical as it is, the coronavirus, which is around. Yes. Uh, it has messed with a lot of the magic economy right now, and a lot of people haven't realized that with GPs being canceled and other bigger events, a lot of vendors who usually go very, very big on new product and then sell a ton of singles at these events are now dumping their stock online just to move it so that they don't take a hit, and singles prices are bottoming out. It Isn't is expropriate rid- down to like 15 bucks the reprinted version? Yeah, it's like good, good cards that have a bunch of printings. Every single like, regu- uh, I forget the example I was looking at today, uh, but it was a card that has like eight printings, including mystery boosters. Seven of the printings are at five to six dollars a piece. The mystery booster is like two bucks just because so much of it is being dumped online right now that if you are looking to pick up singles now is the time now to is the do time it. for sure um and i like i try to be i try to be as upfront and honest with my customers as i possibly can be i told several people who like drafted bought boxes and then just brought up a stack of cards and went hey i want to trade this stuff in i'm like listen right now this is as dirt cheap as you know it's probably going to be if you trade it right now, yes, you will get store credit or cash or whatever you're looking for. However, if you are willing to sit on it and wait like six months or a year, it will probably go up twice its current value just because everything will be out. Everything will kind of normalize. So yes, if you want to trade it in right now, I will take it. If you want more value and better value off of it, for the love of God, please have some patience. Yeah, hold and on to it for a while. M- there were a couple of kids who went, yeah, yeah, I'll hold on to my Silver Hive Lord. Like, I can I can wait and get more out of it or, you know, the expropriate. I think I saw one of uh, Sylvana. Sylvana. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. she got reprinted too. Yeah, which that was another one that I didn't realize how, was, how expensive that was because I I bought, uh, honestly, way too much Conspiracy. Be- or Conspiracy 2 because I missed the first conspiracy as a chance to draft. So when the second one came out, I probably bought close to a case by myself, plus drafted it every opportunity. Because I love draft specific sets. Yeah, I think that, and that set was so are fun. Awesome, and I do eventually want to just throw all that stuff into a conspiracy cube. The problem is cubes are harder to manage, especially with something like that. It's hard enough with my unstable cube keeping all the um, contraptions separate and making sure every pack has two contraptions when building packs at the beginning of the event. Oh, sure. It's a lot of maintenance. It is. It's a, it's it's extra work for a free event, and it's, I don't know, sometimes I get crotchety as, as the fake old man, finger quotes. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I, have, I have customers who are like oh yeah you know blah, blah blah it's like it's my birthday it's like oh cool like here's a free birthday pack what what when were you born 
2005. I'm like, uh, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You're how old? Were your parents? <laughs> you damn millennial. Wait, you were you weren't born before? Yeah, no, millennium. wait, that was me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. What do you mean you guys have been calling me old man Schnell? <laughs> I'm only in my 30s. goddammit. it. <laughs> but to a 15 year old, that's ancient, man. Oh my god. In the internet age. Yeah, but it is always fun when I go. Yeah, I've got I've got magic decks that are that are older than you. <laughs> older than you. Fuck yeah, me not too. just <laughs> not just individual cards, but you know, just full, full decks, man, full on decks that are just <laughs> your elders. <laughs> you yeah. should respect. Me. <laughs> yeah, respect me, man. God no, damn no, it! No, no, respect the decks that are older than you. That's right. Fall in line. Yeah. Uh, but no, on the uh, on the topic of the uh, coronavirus and everything. Uh, you're in Milwaukee, which is a, or well, outside of Milwaukee, but you're closer to there, a yep. larger metropolitan area. Uh, how are you, as a Magic player and gamer and whatnot, uh, and citizen, being affected? And how do you think Magic and other things are being handled and will be affected fully? Uh, man, that's a really good question. Uh, I knew that I was not going to be able to, as things were starting to like ramp up, I knew, I, uh, you know, I already figured I'm, I'm coming up in a couple of weeks because uh, we've got poker scheduled at a buddy's house. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, and then in April, I'm coming up for the commander uh, release uh, for that weekend when the commander product comes out along with Icoria. So I knew that it would be hard for me to kind of get out of the house for any extended period of time. And then when everything started ramping up with that, it was like, well, you know, we've got a, a newborn. She's two months old now. So essentially a newborn at home, you know, I don't really want to bring shit home if i don't have to so uh it was the first time in a long time two, that two i months. bought she can a, take care a of box uh from <laughs> that's true uh the first time i bought a box from uh a magic vendor that wasn't you so i found a game store through tcg player and i i picked it up through there so it'll get here tomorrow uh the wait has been killing me because <laughs> i've heard all your stuff i've seen pictures can i, of Tej. Can I ask Ray how was... <laughs> much you paid for your box uh yeah i think it was 105 with shipping okay that's what i was charging so i think uh yeah i think it was i think it was 105 with free shipping and then uh, obviously whatever taxes it yeah. was like 107 or something like that 108 okay. i don't know and I, uh, I i only asked because i guess now boxes are going for like 150 that's what i've heard anywhere yeah. i've seen them up to 180 uh yeah. already but that mostly between 150 160 seems okay. to be kind of where okay. they've settled now. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was that was part of it. Um, you know, and I've I've been playing more arena and experimenting more. Like I like I had alluded to uh, the last few times we've talked. I think standard is fun on arena again. Um, I'm not I'm over the whole grinding thing and I just play far more casually than I was before, but I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. So it seems that there's some interesting stuff you can do with Saltai, but everybody smashes Uro, so I try to stay away <laughs> from that. I've been doing more Abzan stuff, because I think Calyx is a really interesting planeswalker with all the enchantments we have right now, and all the other enchantment stuff is is great, so I've been playing a lot of white, green-white, or Abzan, so um, that's, that's kind of been it, and then obviously I'm going through and I sent you a list. I decided that I was going to tweak a few things in the Tuvasa Enchant Your Opponent's Brew that I talked mm -hmm. about last week on the show i i kind of 
revamp the list a little bit more to myself. Uh, one of the main things I did was get rid of all the fetch lands because <laughs> <laughs> fuck that for right now. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't want to do that. So, you know, uh, just, just building stuff and, and waiting to see what happens. Um, and, and, and that's it. So I don't play a ton in person. Not a lot's changed for me personally. And I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, Wisconsin, it took so long to get here and now it's kind of starting to move out. And, uh, I saw that it's in Sheboygan now, which is north of me and closer to you guys. So it'll be interesting yep. to see, you know, what happens and, and how everybody handles it. But it, the good thing is it seems to be like, you know, if you use common sense, you know, uh, and other people do too, you never know how the next guy's going to be, but you know, just be smart about it and, yeah. and do what you can. So plus I heard it know, only affects if, you if you have a lot of toilet paper on hand, then you're very <laughs> susceptible that's that's true. To you should COVID-19. leave toilet paper for other people. Oh my god! So four four stores. Okay, the store. Uh, the my my shop is down to like a roll, one full roll, and like the start of another one. So one point nine rolls, and that's I'm not like, enough okay. for the diet of the people who hang out there. Because <laughs> yeah, I know a, how I eat when I hang a, out there. <laughs> there is a Chinese food place just across the street. So this is we are in panic mode here. I I went to four. <laughs> stores this morning and could not find any toilet paper it's so fucked up you can't find it on amazon you can't find it in a store it's it's nuts never in my life did i think i'd live to see the day you couldn't buy toilet paper i told somebody uh because i messaged or yeah one of my customers messaged me and he's like hey buddy how's it going i'm like ah fucking pissed off at the toilet paper thing and he's like well if you want i can you know i i'm He's like, I'm stocked up. I can, I can give you a free rolls. I'm like, nah, it's fine. I've got one more store to check out, and then if, if I can't find it there, I'll just order it on Amazon. Nope, Amazon is out. I don't know. Jeff Bezos is probably using gold coins to wipe his butt right now, but <laughs> <sighs> a gold coin bidet. Yeah, <laughs> it shoots gold coins up his butt. <laughs> These rich people are weird, man. <laughs> I, I believe that is accurate. <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm like legitimately. I think canceling larger Magic gatherings is probably good because yeah. no offense to all of you disgusting unwashed gamers, but there are some disgusting unwashed gamers who, under the best of circumstances, are health hazards to everyone else. <laughs> like that there is our. There's always one. <laughs> I don't want to just be super blunt, but there it's a stereotype for a reason. I mean, right, some right, of right. you can't even pull up your pants all the way. Like, <laughs> I I get it. I wear suspenders so that I am courteous if I'm ever hunched over or sitting in a folding chair around someone. <laughs> Little stuff like that because I'm super self-conscious. It's the thought that counts, man. It is the thought. And it's also the smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's the thought that counts and the smell that starts the problem. Yeah. I'm just having flashbacks to some of the worst smelling players. Uh, to be fair, the worst smelling player I've ever had to deal with was a guy I was playing Warhammer 40,000 against. And he For was. For some reason, that's not surprising. Yeah, it was just a clearly dirty t shirt. Uh, sweatpants that I think he had also just sw- like slept in for the last few nights uh, and just didn't didn't feel it necessary to shower because he was only going between his house and the game store. It's not like he was going anywhere fancy. And <laughs> not like he was going out in public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So having having those experiences early on in my life, I've I've been like, 
Yeah, I smell something. Is it me? Oh, God, is it me? Do I need to go to the bathroom and, like, shove soap underneath my armpits or anything? <laughs> okay, no, it's not me. Good. It's it's uh, interesting too that we're that we're talking about this uh, well, because I mean, hyg- we, hygiene and viral outbreaks I think go hand in hand. No, no, no. I was gonna say like the whole fact that this all happened and you know like quarantines are in place and stuff like that because the subject that we wanted to talk about tonight was what can you do uh, from a booster you know, in a limited format like booster standpoint when when you don't have a full field to draft with. Yeah. So if you're you know quarantined with you know your family or you know whatever or you just want to get a small group together and you don't have enough to fire off a full draft like how do you how do you do that? And it's it's funny, well I guess not funny cuz it's fucking terrible that this is happening, but <laughs> yeah, a little almost ironic in a sense that this is all happening when we decided we were going to talk about this. Yeah. Uh so I mean, and, and I said earlier that I was going to kind of give a shout out to uh, to Tej and, and you know, as part of our main topic. And he actually brought up an, an interesting form or variation, I should say, that I had never played before. And apparently this stems from poker. And yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have not played PyGao before either, right? Uh, no. It, it is, isn't that one Chinese with tiles? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Mahjong. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so PyGao is is very interesting um so let's see here is it just yeah it's a, it's a two-player casual format each player opens a single booster pack adds three copies of each basic land and plays a game of magic just like normal with their 30 card library uh according to channel fireball here it's a fun way to play a game of magic while maintaining the excitement of opening a new booster uh but essentially uh the game works like this so you you break your deck down into five face down piles of three cards each uh, so each player I feel, opens. Hang, I'm going to cut you off there for just a second because you just described a standard booster pack, like pack war, originally, where you shuffle. Oh my god! Yeah, I land. didn't even read. Yeah, sorry, you my paragraphs were out of order. Part. I did. Yeah. yeah. So I want to just stop you nope, right you're now. You're right. You're right. And go. You've read. You're reading two different formats. <laughs> yeah. Concurrently. We'll get to. We'll get the. We'll go back to pack wars <laughs> later. So this is actually Pygal. I guess that was a comparison that I didn't realize because I'm reading it as I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not going to edit that out either because this shit's real, man. This yeah, is the no, real world. Yeah, no, we, we are, we are open <laughs> and my stupidity and... shines at least once a week. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is really how PyGal works. Okay. You take your booster pack. Each player opens a single booster, looks at the contents, and distributes them into five face-down piles of three cards each. Afterward, the order of the face-down piles is randomized, uh, for instance, by having your opponent rearrange them. Uh, So you play five consecutive separate games of Magic. In game one, each player's first pile becomes their opening hand. In game two, your second pile becomes your opening hand, and so on. Uh, There is no decking, so because you don't have a library, you can't lose to decking. uh, Each player starts at five life in every game. Each game, you have infinite mana, so you have access to an unlimited amount of, of mana in any color combination, so you can play everything in your hand. Uh, so this this uh, suggests to distribute quickly to play first. So the player who is done first with the distribution of cards into the piles gets to play first. But obviously, you know, if you followed our other podcast, Beard Gamers, you could play a game of who's going first to see uh, who goes first. Or, you know, roll a dice, I, flip a coin. I, I did make all my opponents uh, use who's going first in Hell yes. matches. To, Hell uh, yes, I like yeah. it. I got to link that in the show notes because we talked about it. <laughs> Uh, and then in subsequent games, like many games of Magic, the loser of the previous game uh, gets to play first. Um, and then if it's a draw, the player who went first 
initially gets to go first again but obviously you just settle that however you want and then it's best three out of five so a player who wins three or more games automatically wins the match uh in case of multiple draws a player who ends up with more games uh as wins than their opponent wins the match uh so yeah there's really no official rules and uh that's just that's just how you play it so it's it's very interesting the the article here i'll I'll link this so that you can actually reference the rules without my confusing mention of pack horse first (laughs) Uh, and then there's some tips too about how to diversify look for synergies uh understand which pile maybe you want to just give up uh and then you know um, well and that's the interesting thing because i i read it when teej uh mentioned it and then i had to reference because i'm like i have no idea what he's talking about with pi gal and i know he talked about it in the past but most often when teej tells me stuff i zone out and then wait for him to finish talking before telling him i disagree with him <laughs> uh yeah that's usually it's how a, it goes and actually the, the funny ongoing, thing is it's the ongoing rivalry i have to disagree with teach it's important uh, well it's it's interesting you should say that because right before we started when he said he couldn't get out of his prior engagement he did say whatever you guys talk about i disagree vehemently so <laughs> i think teach is a fantastic magic player unfortunately he disagrees <laughs> <laughs> it's true he said it he said no matter what we say he disagrees so yeah. teej uh, is a fine example of magic player hygiene and dental care <laughs> but unfortunately teej disagrees <laughs> and he's a good friend he's a good friend well he would i know he would actually disagree with that yeah no that's true yeah good point good point good yeah. point but anyway uh no what, what i thought was interesting is we had talked about the three the theoretical three card format last yes. last time we talked and pi gao seems like a limited three card like thought experiment but you're also on the clock to get things done and it took me a half a second when i was reading to figure out what it meant by randomize the piles because like if it's just your opening hand oh it's like okay i'm gonna put my okay pile first and then my shitty pile second and whatever. No, it's the pile order is randomized so that you pick like one through four and your opponent changes it. Or one through five and your opponent changes it. So they're not shuffling the individual piles is what I like misread it originally as. Right, right. They are changing it so that when you just throw away a pack, you could have that be the first pack or the last pack or a middle pack. You don't know. Right, which, exactly. Which adds to the and that, strategy. And that throws a little variance into it, yep. Or at exactly. least removes an element of the strategy, I'd say. True. But True. I don't know. We'll give this we'll give this a shot at some point when we can meet in person. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Um, I'm excited to, to give that a shot. I've never played that way before. Um, Pack Wars would be another way you can do it. Uh, apparently, that's also known as Mini Master. I have never called it that. I have never called it Mini Masters, though I do have to differentiate uh, with some of my locals between Pack Wars and another format of Pack Wars, which we also call degenerate gambling. I won't get into that right now. <laughs> I forgot you guys do that once in a while. We do, and uh, that it that gets went, nuts. <laughs> it went through ha- like we went through half a box of mystery boosters, degenerate gambling. Uh, I got some good stuff and didn't have to pay for anything. It was nice. When when did you guys do that last? Did did you say you did that with Ultimate Masters? No. Uh, I think yeah. I've, was it I, was I it Ultimate I've, Masters? I think I've I think I've degenerately gambled with. Uh, every master or every master set since mas- uh, the second modern masters. I didn't do it with the first Got one, it. but everyone after that, it was yeah. And I've lost masterpiece uh, P- uh, masterpiece artifacts uh, in uh, Kaladesh. That's brutal. Degenerate gambling. I I bought my friend yeah a, <laughs> a masterpiece. <laughs> do you remember which one it was? Uh, I don't because. 
as soon as I lo- like as soon as I knew that not only had I lost, but also I was paying for it, I just went like <laughs> flush, push that out of your head, and just started blanking like ah. <laughs> yeah, I it was it was just a. He remembers. He remembers vividly what artifact it was. I blanked it. Just like <laughs> I also remember my uh, foil unstable borderless swamp in my uh, modern mill deck was oh, bought nice. was bought for me by someone else during a <laughs> round of degenerate gambling. And he has the same like, oh god, this was mine, and now I bought it for you. <laughs> uh, right in the fields, man. Yeah, yeah. I told him it's in a good home. It's in my modern mill deck, which is my favorite mill deck, and I will run mill in every format in every possible. Oh hell yeah, mill's a yeah. blast. Oh, I love mill. It's my favorite degenerate way to play. Yeah. So anyway, explaining yeah, pack, pack wars, wars with the or mini masters with the three of each basic land. Uh yeah. So what you can do, uh, and actually we met, you and I mentioned this uh, a couple weeks ago because we did this at Fire and Ice. So essentially, yeah, uh, you, you, you kicked know, my butt. I just got lucky <laughs> um so basically sorry teach disagrees <laughs> We're bringing that in already. that's that's true yeah uh so yeah each player just needs one booster pack of magic uh from you know any whatever set you want to play with doesn't matter obviously uh so you open up the pack and you add in three of each basic land uh taking out the token card yes. um and then you you shuffle up and play a game of magic just like normal. Uh, so we start and we and you do start at twenty life, right? Yeah, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So uh, because players don't know what cards are in their decks, Mini Master offers up the same surprises players get when they open a fresh pack of magic cards. Thanks, Wizards. <laughs> so you know you don't know you know you don't look at the cards first. You have no idea what your rare is. You have no idea if you have removal, what it might be. Uh, essentially, I got lucky because I had whatever tap down removal i needed and then i had that that black horsey that can't block but kept kicking your ass <laughs> that um, horsey yes was it <laughs> i can't think i can't think of uh i can't think of what it's called right now um but yeah so that i mean pack wars is is super simple and it's a blast i mean you could sit there and you know buy three packs worth you know like you're gonna do for a regular booster draft but do it with you know it's just you and another person and then you just pack wars three times and and it's a a really fun way to play and a really fun way to kill some time because oh, yeah. neither of you knows what the hell it is you're playing with or what you're <laughs> going to find. So uh, I, that was actually the first time I played Pack Wars, and I had a blast with it. I've I've played Pack Wars for years, and every single every single game store I've either worked at or owned or been a part of uh, for the last like 5, 10, 15 years has done a Halloween event, which is the Pack Wars Blob. And the Pack Wars Blob is something that we came up with where... You play best of one with uh, a Pack Wars game, just like we described. But if you win, you get the cards your opponent was playing with. So that at the end of the tournament, one person has all of the cards. We've added and adjusted the rules where you can start making cuts after, uh, after the first round so that you don't have to play with everything, everything together. Oh, okay. Um, and we've also added... <laughs> if you... If you absolutely have to keep your pack, like you cracked open just absolute value cards, but you still lost, you can keep those cards, but you have to buy your opponent a replacement pack to add to their blob. Oh, nice. Yeah, we did that because uh, the very first year we ran it, there was a, and I want to say it was a kid, but he's almost as old as I am. (laughs) 
he's just super immature and we explained to him like okay this is how this works it is a four dollar investment which again isn't a whole heck of a lot because it's four dollars but apparently for him it was this is all the money i have for the rest of the day and it's important so he opened a pack don't even remember what it was. It was somewhere around Battle for Zendikar, or not Battle for Zendikar, first Zendikar set that, that we were doing this. And he lost. And this like 18-year-old kid just started bawling in the store, uncontrollably Jeez. sobbing. And everyone just went, I don't I don't know what to do. This is an adult. And yeah, right. And he's crying over he's crying over a magic card. So that was when we we're like, okay, well we'll 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 do the, you know you could buy him a replacement pack and keep your other thing. Like it was because somebody who was never, you know, told no in his life. Yeah. It's better to cry. <laughs> yeah. So you can, you can be a terrible example for your local game store by throwing a hissy fit and or crying. If you open a bad <laughs> booster pack or you lose your, the contents of your booster pack. And not that we are encouraging gambling because technically you never bought the booster pack. You paid $4 entry fee for the event. Because we figured right. out, like, okay, this isn't gambling. This is a winner-take-all tournament, and you're just paying to play in this event. The entry fee. And, yeah. So, I don't encourage gambling unless it's all between consenting adults and somebody that walks away with a masterpiece, and I just go, like, blank with rage, but... Other than those situations, yeah. <laughs> make sure everyone make sure everyone knows what's going on in your playgroup because, again, sobbing adults over cardboard is never never a good sign. No, God, oh God, no, no, it's ugly. It's ugly. It's very ugly. So there's there's two more draft formats that I wanted to cover um, before we run up on time, and uh, I'll I'll do the first one real quick because I'm reading about it, and then I'll let you explain <laughs> the second one because uh, you actually introduced me to it, and we had a blast at uh, our annual Sausage Fest uh, that we do <laughs> with a bunch of our friends from high school. I was just going to say, I've never played uh, Magic, so I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah. Every, <laughs> every fall. Yeah. Um, so the first one I'll talk about, it's, it's a Solomon Draft, which is aptly named after the story of King Solomon. Um, dividing up the baby in the old testament if you've never read that uh find that you're in for a treat it's it's a hell of a story the, the top um, part <laughs> yeah, right so essentially each player uh has three packs and then you shuffle all six packs together creating a combined pool of of 90 cards uh minus tokens obviously right uh so you decide who player a is and player b and then figure out whichever way you want uh to see who goes first uh could be who's going first you know could be whatever way you want uh but then we'll say player a would flip over the top eight cards of the deck and then divides them into two piles uh they don't have to be evenly distributed so you could do four and four one and seven you know whatever right uh and if you really want to you could do eight and zero but if you do that you're only fucking yourself really because <laughs> once player a has split the cards player b gets to pick one of those piles and adds it to their drafted uh, pool of cards right so then that means the the remainder goes to player a and then you repeat the process but this time player b or player two would take the top eight cards separate them how they want put them into two piles and then player a gets to choose which one they want b grabs the rest and then you alternate back and forth until everything has been drafted this sounds uh, awesome and horrible and the people who play factor fiction in yeah, edh right? are just immediately like oh yeah i understand how that works 
And then there are the people who always just go, don't, don't pick me. Don't target me with fact. Please don't make, don't give me this responsibility. <laughs> don't make me do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just sounds like their nightmare. It's like, uh, uh, what's that card uh, that just came out in Theros? Uh, Atris uh, on steroids. Oh, yes. <laughs> make your opponent, you know, uh, well, put it in two I piles. love that one because it that's a face up and a face down pile. That's like, yeah, ooh, that card's mystery. a blast. When you're trying I to on the spot, assess value and like divvy value approximately and try to keep what you want to draft in a pile of unappealing things to what you think your opponent is going to draft right. it is just complicated decision making nightmare and oh my god i want to do this yeah, with Atris, you're either just trying to fool your opponent with what you show them and what's hidden, or you're trying to just pick the right pile. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you control the Atris. But yeah, this is a lot. This is a lot different. Um, but yeah, so then you, all the cards have been drafted. You each build forty card decks, uh, adding as many basic lands of any in any combination that you want. Because obviously, you're going to have access to all colors. Probably, if you want to run a five color forty card deck, that's that's on you, man. Um, you know. Good luck. Uh, but then, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's essentially the Solomon draft in a nut hole. Uh, in a nut hole? What the fuck is that? <laughs> in a nutshell. Um, my God, my brain is fried. I don't even know what a fucking nut hole is, but I mean, I could, this is, I could start okay. describing what it might yeah. be, but <laughs> I'm going to keep it a little cleaner. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so on that note, I'm going to shut up, and I'm going to let you, Chanel, uh, talk about <laughs> what a Winston draft is. <laughs> Nelson's going to go sit sit in the whoopsie scoopsie corner because he, yeah. he is quitting <laughs> the talking part for a little while. I'm going to go fill my nut hole while you talk about a Winston draft. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, So I don't have a a Wikipedia article in front of me, so this isn't going to be as official. However, uh, you and your opponent, it's another two-player draft format. Uh, You each get your three packs, and again, you open them. Don't look at them. Remove the token filler card, whatever. Anything that is in the booster pack normally, leave in the booster pack. Shuffle that entire stack together, and then once you have one big old pile... Uh, you deal three cards off the top, face down, one per pile. Whoever is drafting first looks at the first pile, which is usually closest to the stack of uh, you know full draft cards, and without revealing it to the opponent, they look at it, they decide if they want to draft it or not. If they don't want to draft it, they put it back, and then they take a card from the uh, the stack and add it to that pile and move on to the next one, checking to see if they want that one. If you want it, you take it, and then you replace it with one card from the top of the stack, so you always have three piles. And any time a, card is, or a, a pile is not taken, it gets one more card off the top of the stack, so it'll continue to grow and become more and more enticing. So if I don't want the first card and I take the second card... Well, I added one to the first pile so that now there's two cards there, and then I replaced the second one so one of them is still there. Then Nelson goes, because he's, you know, done with his nut hole, so he's going to take his turn. <laughs> and he gets to look at both of those two cards and decide if he wants that entire pile. If he doesn't, he adds to it, so now there's three cards. He goes to the next one, doesn't like it. Next one, doesn't like it. 
just draws a random card off the top of the stack. If you don't like any of the piles, you always just get a blind draw from the stack. Otherwise, the piles keep getting drafted or built up, and then at the end, you've hopefully evenly distributed the cards, and you play your sealed event against your opponent and... I love this format. It's a ton of fun when you want to get that draft experience, you want to see a bunch of cards, and you can't get other people to show up because they're in self-imposed quarantine, or they don't play Magic, and they're just in the cabin, like, watching SportsCenter while you guys are at the kitchen table. <laughs> while there's while there's six other dudes watching college football <laughs> while you sit at the kitchen table playing Magic. <laughs> you guys watching sports? I just drafted this card. It's Why like the badger. The badger game's over. Let's let's <laughs> let's do something. Yeah. Uh, and we did this. We did this with Throne of Eldraine, and it was a ton of fun. Uh, yeah, I had a, I had a my, blast with it. Like I said, it was favorite, the first time my favorite part that I ever was, Winston drafted, and it was awesome. Yeah, my favorite part was I wanted to go again, and you had already opened the rest of the box that you had brought up because you were just so excited to open up Throne of Eldraine packs because it was new. <laughs> yeah, I ruined the rest of the weekend uh, mm-hmm. magic wise. I guess we could have went out somewhere and found magic somewhere in the great north woods of wisconsin but yeah um, <laughs> i don't know what game stores are up there we probably have to drive all the way down to like green bay to or go to michigan yeah we could <laughs> hop the border yeah um yeah no it was it was fun i had a blast uh you whooped my ass but it was I'm, it was a lot of fun to do i'm pretty okay at sealed yeah you you definitely are um yeah so i mean is there any other can you think of any other like two or three player formats uh that you've played that you want to include before we wrap it up because those were the ones i wanted to cover but i might have missed something and i'll include in the show notes a link to the page from wizards where a lot of these different ones are broken down and there's a ton of different things we didn't discuss but these are just some of the ones that that i've played and that we've played and have had the most fun with yeah um yeah degenerate gambling which again i'm not gonna go into detail on it because i don't want to give anyone a new habit but if you really really want contact us i'll explain how it works if you don't know how it works with booster packs um but yeah winston drafts i absolutely love for a two-player thing uh pack wars are great if you want to do a two-player event or if you want to do a full eight man or even pack wars league works pretty good oh that'd be cool just yeah when you just keep you know eh, i want a new deck buy a new buy a new booster pack shuffle in your lands start playing crap i lost again give me another pack like, it's fun to crack packs and actually play with them to get to use the cards that once you open them because they're, you know, 10 cent commons and you're never going to use them again, you throw them in a box and forget about them. Well, at least they got to see, you know, an untapped step. You know, give them that chance. <laughs> They've all, they all experienced an upkeep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Winston's my fav- uh, favorite for a two person draft. Pack Wars is always just fun for a quick, cheap magic event. Um, beyond that, I I just love regular drafts, but you know sometimes you can't get four to eight people, and eight eight man drafts are the best. I will run a draft with four people as long as there's an even number from four or more every time anyone wants to because drafting is great. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. It it really helps to make you a better player and just learn the game a, a little bit better. It, I've, I've it found teaches that- you value assessment. It forces right, exactly. you to make those on-the-spot decisions, and the more you're put into that situation, the more you can apply that to outside that stressful situation when you have more time to think about it. Yeah, I found that I become a much better deck builder and theorist, uh, at least to when I'm trying to figure out what I want my deck to do and how I want it 
to do it mm-hmm. uh, by by drafting more often and and doing it you know i mean it was a for me personally it was a big hurdle because i was always like well i'm going to do this and then i'm going to lose all the time and like <laughs> i don't really care about losing but like i just don't want to build a shitty deck and look like i'm a terrible a a terrible pilot of that <laughs> deck and b just a shitty deck builder yeah uh but once i got over that and just started you just it's just one of those things where it's like riding a bike or swimming when you start to learn it the first time you just got to keep doing it and it gets to be more fun and you kind of it just there comes to a point where it just clicks and it helps if you kind of study the set um you know going into it and the way that spoilers are now with the internet and the spoiler seasons that we have and all the stuff coming out so far in advance it's 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 easy for you to kind of know what's out there and think like okay well these things are kind of like you know here are some of the bomb cards that i'd be looking for here's some great removal that would be great and limited or hey here's a one one for one with death touch like yeah i want that in limited right because it's going to take out something that's a huge threat on the ground uh you know and And, See, yeah. and I, I actually prefer to go the opposite way. It unless I'm looking at spoilers to discuss, you know, upcoming sets with you guys, I will avoid spoilers like the plague because I never want to be opening up a pack looking for a specific thing, especially in a draft. I will look and see what the best thing I have available to me is. I don't want to go, well crap, I didn't get, you know, a walk the plank or, you know, Dreadbore or whatever, you know, kind of kill spell I'm looking for. It's okay, out of here, the best thing I can do is take this small haste creature, or I can take this draw effect, or I can take this because I can look at what's in my hand or what's available in this in this pack, and of these resources, what is the best thing that I can take right now? And then I take that and I move on to the next one. Rather than going, crap, I didn't get this. Crap, I didn't get that. Sh- I wish I would have pulled this. No, I, I keep my expectations at zero so that every magic card has the potential of seeing play so that I don't like, okay, you guys are my backup choices. No, I'm not going to be mean to my cards like that. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> And I guess one of the things, too, that I like about draft that you don't get in in a typical, like, constructed environment where people are bringing decks to play, uh, you can, once you understand, you know, where you're kind of going with your deck and w- what you've noticed is not coming to you for colors and you know that other people are getting, uh, you can kind of take those, uh, if you see something in a pack that you open um, early, you know, you can kind of use that to your advantage and try to take something then, if there's nothing that really appeals to you in in that pack that or something that you think is stands a high chance of getting passed back to you but there's something that would be a bomb for someone else's deck you can pull that (laughs) and then they don't get it right so uh for instance when we were playing at fire and ice i was playing blue white because you were kind enough to give me that pack one pick one um dream trawler that i wanted and i think it was the second or third pack i cracked the rare was that ox of agonis or whatever it is that red mythic and i was like yeah i don't want to play against this thing so i'm gonna take it so no one else can have it (laughs) uh you know so it just adds an interesting layer to to the whole process you know in in a draft environment like that and it's it's a lot of fun so if you're reticent uh, just get out there and do it, you know, and here are some ways that you can do it one-on-one and, and kind of build that confidence or have some fun with kind of off the wall, smaller formats. And then maybe you branch out into like a, a four or six man draft up to an eight man draft and you know, whatever, but it's, it's magic. It's always fun. It should be fun. And it's a great way to learn, you know, how to become a better player, I guess is what I would say. Yeah, it, it definitely i would say drafting has made me a better magic player a better decision maker in magic and just that whole value assessment thing 
And oddly enough, I think that would be the uh, one thing that we've said tonight that Tej wouldn't disagree with because he is like the draft king. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being said, we'll just we'll wrap it up here. We're up on time. So thank you, Chanel, for sitting down and talking draft and sharing your mystery booster experience with us. Uh, I like I said, mine comes in tomorrow, so I'll crack it during the week and then probably talk about the kind of cool stuff that I find uh, for EDH uh, in my box, and then you know we'll figure out a topic for next week during the week. But thank you guys all for tuning in and listening. You can find us on you know iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podbean, wherever you consume your podcasts. Please make sure you tell a friend, rate, review, and subscribe. And then uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Homebrew Magic. That that's us. It'll take you there. We've got our page uh, and an online community that you can become a part of and yeah that's it for tonight until next time don't drink and scry and disenchant pestilence immediately yeah kill that virus (laughs) topical (laughs) 